uh, Trent Palmer told me, and this is what I did not know. Git T, is this a straight binary that you run? It's written in Go, right? Is it Go? Yeah. No, Go is a straight up binary. Yeah, anything Go is already compiled. Wow. Okay. Well, didn't you learn something new every day? Yeah, Go Go is fast, very fast. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I didn't know that. And then... I say that. I don't know. I mean, I ask because I don't know if it's written in Go, but I'm assuming. Wow. So, and then he tells me built-in two-factor, email recovery, let's encrypt certs by default, no need for a reverse proxy. I mean, wow. I didn't know that. Why, why am I doing this in Docker? Yeah. I mean, that, that's, a, that's, that's a literal good question now that I know this. Uh, I, haven't, I haven't put anything that I didn't already have locally into Git T yet, so I could totally reverse course. But yeah, huh, didn't know that. Wow, that's cool. Coming up in this episode, I got tea in my docker. <laughs> we teach you how to train your dragon. We fly like an eagle. And our app pick helps me install Mac and Windows. Welcome to Linux User Space. I'm Leo. And I'm Dan. So Leo, I hear um, you've been you've been messing around with your Docker again? You got you got tea or something? I spilled tea on spilled a Docker. Tea? Um error five hundred. Oh, will, that's a stain. That's not good. <laughs> that's a tea stain. <laughs> Here, here's the story. I, I've been I've been meaning to get more into just dockerizing all the things because it's something I need to know. Um, just, well, more out of morbid curiosity, but mm-hmm. um, I feel like in my job we're, we're, yeah. we're inching closer every day to, to that kind of stuff, and there's nobody on the team that really understands it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, why not, I guess? So I had been running Git T on a Raspberry Pi 3 using Snap, for months now um i've been updating a couple different repositories one that um super simply just it's an interactive script that uh basically takes backups for me okay that's 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 essentially what it does you point it at the right thing it takes the backup it puts it in the spot that you decide and the end right so super simple yeah very much so right um but about a month ago, I log into my Git T instance. It's all local, you know, nothing mm-hmm. special. I don't have it out on the internet. It's not any of that kind of stuff. Right. It's it's mostly for notes and has a few scripts. But I log into it. I go to that particular script to pull it down on it on a on a new machine, and I get an error. I don't recall the error, but you know, immediately I'm like, well, okay, what's up with this thing? Let me log into it real quick. I log into it. Everything seems fine. Has my uh, has my little avatar and everything, <laughs> and I click on the repo, my home backup repo thing, and five hundred error. So big five hundred on the screen. Yeah. Uh, 
what? Uh, okay. Yeah, it's not so, supposed to do that. Yeah, I get more errors as I try to pull it down and get. It just it doesn't work. So, hmm. I mean, lucky for me, I have this script all over the place. So it's not like I lost anything. Right. But it's just, yeah, it was in a nice, you know, convenient central location, which is the idea of Git, right? You know? Or, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And if I need to make an, a, a, an adaptation or add a right. new feature or fix a bug, easy to do. Right. Well, yeah. So 500 every time I try to touch it. Oh, and yikes. That, that wasn't a good thing. So because I was looking more into Docker, because the snap broke on me for unknown reasons, uh, I, you know, honestly, I just jumped at the fact that it was broken. I was like, all right, fine. Just delete it all. Yeah. Let me just do it all in Docker. It's fine. You can pay. Here uh, we go. Essentially so. It. Uh, I was not upset about it in the least. It did not bother me, whatever. I, I just, mm. I, I saw the chance to jump more on the Docker train, so I did. And uh, spun it back up, super duper easy. The Docker Compose file that they provide is very simple. However, yeah. um, they they have their Docker Compose file. There's a few different ways that you could set that up. And mm -hmm. I chose Postgres as my database backend. That makes sense. That's a good, yeah. The way that they, it's good and bad. The way that they put their <laughs> Docker Compose file together is just like Git. When you go into Git and you see what's been added and removed, <laughs> they have little minuses and pluses all up and down okay. the, the, the thing, right? Well, YAML is going to scream at you for that. You you, you yeah. literally have to go in and remove out any of those extra little things because oh. YAML will scream at you for an extra space where it doesn't oh, need yeah. to be. Oh, yeah. YAML is very fussy. It It is. And uh, I think it's uh, – <laughs> I love it for that, to be honest. I mean, it, it better be perfect, man. Yeah. It, it, it'll let you know when it's not right. Yeah, definitely. So, um, so yeah, you have to go in and meticulously – uh, remove these things, mm. and the spacing is not consistent between some of the elements. So uh, you have to go yeah, in. It doesn't and, like that either. Yeah. No, it's it's an even number of spaces, sir. If <laughs> it is not, and I mean, and it could be two or four or eight or whatever it is, but as long as it's consistent, it's fine. And that's the thing, right? Like some of those, when you delete the pluses and minuses off of them, they're not consistent. So you have to go and like you need your line markers check. on so like you know turn on your line markers so that you can be under the same all the yes. way down yeah i get that exactly that's what those are there for i guess so, yeah right yeah it, actually that that's that's probably the use case for those markers yeah well back in the day it used to be like xml stuff it used to be like that right and you'd have to indent ah. you know a number of times and you look at those and it's like you know wavy looking thing now y yaml's the next thing but that makes less sense it doesn't flow as nice i don't think but whatever yeah and and i'm coming from i, I totally skipped uh xml i mm -hmm. think we, we touched on it while i was in school but i totally skipped over it uh whereas right. html it didn't matter like you just no, put H whatever yeah. wherever and as long as the little you know alligator brackets were there like pff, whatever i'll print that on the screen <laughs> is that where you wanted it no i don't care <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah xml a little more picky yaml way more picky oh, so yeah. Markup languages. Yeah. After after I got all that situated or whatever, that, that was the thing that was most time consuming was taking out the little pluses and making sure everything lined up. Uh, the other stuff was quite literally, what port do you want it on? And, you know, is yep. this the right directory? So that was super simple. The, the bring up, though, 
that was my favorite thing. So this was all done in Docker Compose. Mm -hmm. And Docker Compose, for those that don't know, is basically essentially just like a script that says, yeah, you need these containers. And here how here's how these containers are going to be configured. And here, uh, these, these containers depend on each other. And here's how they'll interact. Right. So the whole thing, that's all you need. And Docker and Docker Compose will take care of the rest. Well, I didn't know that Docker Compose changed and looked fantastic like when, when you pull down all these containers it's these cool go look on my twitter mm -hmm. I, I posted it it was nice fantastic little there's little 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 swirly things that happen in the terminal when you're trying to do these docker compose bring-ups and oh man it was just so cool i was just watching it. it's on a pie so it takes forever right so no. i'm just staring at it yeah well docker compose got a rewrite and it and it was like a separate thing right it was a mm -hmm. python thing now it's got a rewrite and now it's like included into Docker. So it's part of Docker. So I think when they did that, that's when it got the nice little GUI that, well, TUI, TUI, I guess, is, is right. what it is. And that's when it got those enhancements. So that's news to me. Uh, I had to pull down Docker, the binary, and mm -hmm. put it in, uh, what is it, user, user S, whatever, bin, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, they, the give you, they give you, you a cool command bin. to run. It, yeah, it puts it in the right spot. That's cool. Um, but here's the deal. So I copy pasta their command mm -hmm. and it pulls down. It's very fast. I thought, wow, that was very fast. Yeah. And then obviously I go and run Docker Compose and then it gives me an error, but it doesn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. It says not. Not. That, that is the error. The error is. Not for you. Not. Yeah. And so I look into it. I actually go look at the binary. The binary is very small. It's like bytes, bytes large. I want to like say that's not even go, a... but I could be wrong about that. Oh, oh boy. Oh, you're in for a surprise. So it's bytes large. I, I, um, I look at the URL. So it was a curl command, right? It pulls mm -hmm. down a binary, puts it in the right spot, and that's it. That's really all you got to do. And then you got to um, change mode to add the execute bit. That's, that's really how you deal with it. Well, the binary was kind of small. I felt like that was weird. I looked into it. Turns out the URL didn't work. Hmm. The URL in their command was a 404. Well, that's speaking not of good. Yeah, speaking of random H HTTP errors, I'm we had update. 500 before. Now we got 404 now. I'm just I'm getting all the numbers. Update uh, that one, doc, huh? Yeah, so so anyway, so what I had to go do was uh, go manually dig, find their latest version, substitute that in. I kept their command substitution in because I just think command substitution is so cool. I could have hard-coded it. It's fine, but I don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. um, I kept their command substitution in there so that I could rerun the command later and get another version, right? Right. Keep right. That command That's history. a good idea. Yeah. Anyway, pulled that down. Everything worked great after that. Nice. But guys. Yeah, I got you on that one. That's a pretty big change, guys. Let's update that doc, guys. Yeah. And, and and it wasn't it wasn't a simple update either. It was from version one dot whatever it was to version two. Oh wow, that's a big jump. It was a big jump, but the documentation uh maybe it happened last night. You know, I don't know, but maybe um, I don't think so. It though. wasn't there when I went, <laughs> and that um it had me scratching my head for a couple of minutes trying to figure out what the what the heck, man. What, what even what even does not mean? Not, I don't know. Not. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be my favorite error from now on, is just not. Hey, uh, what's uh what's wrong? Not not. All right. 
It's Garuda time. Are yeah, you ready? Buddy. Are you ready? I am ready. I'm ready. Okay. Okay. Here it is. We got a lot of things to go through. So much history. Very deep. Th- this show might be five hours long. I don't know. Me and Dan <laughs> might be here until the wee hours. And then uh, by the time we go to bed, we got to get up to go to work. So here we go. <laughs> Leo's going to have to edit for a week. Oh, for, yeah, for days. All right, Garuda Linux, you've heard it. I you've you've heard of you've heard of this distro by now, yes. I'm sure. Um we'll get to it in the history, but I mean there was a point, there was an inflection point that Garuda was just all over the place. It's all the rage. It yeah, and and so many people are using it all over the uh, it's amazing. So let's let's get started. Let's mm-hmm. start. The site is garudalinux.org. If you want to check this out as we're talking about it, type that into your browser right now, garuda, G-A-R-U-D-A, linux.org, all one word, but it used to be at garudalinux.in. So if you have really old bookmarks, make sure you go and update that. Yes. It's an Arch system. It's flagship. And by flagship, I mean it's the first one that you see when you go to garudalinux.org yes. and try to download something. But I really can't fully say that that is their flagship flagship because they, they're very spread. It's an Arch-based distro, so it could be whatever you want it to be. Well, of but course. it is the first one. So we're going to go with that as far as uh, what we report back to you on what this all is. Yep. So file manager, it's Plasma, so obviously it's Dolphin. Package manager is Arch-based, so it's obviously Pac-Man. Kernel. This is interesting, and the history will have some more yes. on this, but it's the Zen kernel. Yes. So this is great for high performance, but not so great for the battery power. We'll get more to that. The The display manager, SDDM, their display protocol, both Wayland or X11, because it's Arch. <laughs> I mean, Whatever you want. Whatever. And the project leaders, the ones that you see is LibreWish, SGS. I'll say, I'll say it again. SGS. S, I don't know why that's a tongue twister, but it is. Um, and Dr- Dragonfire, and uh, there are there are plenty of other team members. There's uh, yeah. something like a dozen or something like that. So go to grudalinux.org/slash/about.html. Yep. We'll link to it down here too. Yeah, look look at those eagles. Look at those eagles going across your screen right now. Look at them. They're beautiful. So the first thing that you see, okay, besides the neon colors, all right. Look at the top of the screen. Go to grudalinux.org. Check out the top of the screen. You see. A and I don't know if this is like uh, a syllabary or a letter or what exactly it is. I'm not very familiar with Sanskrit, obviously. Right. But I'm there are some sans Sanskrit, and I'm going to take the liberty of saying letters, and uh, they mean Sri or Shri. That's that's how you would say them. Please uh, email me and tell me how bad I butchered that. Yeah, that's not a graphics glitch at the top. That's that's supposed to be there. It it is there. It's 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 exactly. So I stole this from Wikipedia. The term is used in the Indian subcontinent and the, and Southeast Asia as a polite form of address equivalent to the English Mister in written and spoken language, but also as a title of veneration for deities or as an honorific title for local rulers. Shri is also another name for Lakshmi, the Hindu goddess of wealth, while. A yantra or a mystical diagram popularly used to worship her is called Shri Yantra. Okay. And then, Dan, you found out... There's some additional stuff, right? So if you use it like an adjective, then it's diffusing light or radiance, splendid, radiant, beautifying, or adorning. So I I think any of those terms can 
come into play potentially here as well. Right. So if you go to the website, you wonder what that is. That's what that is. All of the stuff that I said was probably all wrong. The stuff that Dan said is probably all right. If I were to (laughs) guess what they meant by putting that uh, Sanskrit, and again, I'm just going to say letters, up there, they probably meant splendid and radiant and, you know, look at the theme. That's radiant. Uh, Come on. That's got to be what that means, right? So... That, I think, is uh, where we're going with that. Sure. But either way, that is up there. Go take a look at that. That's really cool. So let's, let's dive in. Let's dive into this history. First mm-hmm. release, we see the first rumblings of Garuda, like the name Garuda, the ISO Garuda, the thing that is Garuda, happened in March of 2020. Leo, that's like last week. I know. That's what I'm saying. Why is there so much in the script, Dan? I don't How know. could there possibly be this much history in like a year and a half? It's cool. I, it really is. Yeah. Well, think. Well, March 2020. What happened in March 2020? Well, the world stopped. Yeah, then, it did. And we, yep. and then, no, no joke. And then we just had to find stuff to do. And well, one of the best arts distros just pops out of nowhere. Yeah, we're going to make a distro. Yeah, that's cool. Maybe it's related. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, April 2020, you see forums.garudalinux.in pop up and you see the first forum post. And in May 2020, you start to really see where you got to start making decisions. What are you going to keep? What are you going to not keep? What is too much effort? And uh, the coalescing of all the people involved, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Well... This is the time where, you know, GNOME is basically part of everything. It's so popular that most distributions have it. Yeah, it is everywhere. Yeah. And Garuda almost dropped it if it weren't for Dragonfire. He wouldn't let it happen. Dragonfire uh, decided to volunteer and start to support the GNOME version Mm -hmm. of Garuda. But if he hadn't, um, it may not be here. But. The funniest thing, and you'll you'll see what I'm talking about in the history in a minute. LibraWish comes in mm-hmm. and says, "We're not going to support this because they keep changing things. Uh, none of the like extensions, especially, just break all the time. There's just no telling what you're going to get." So, where have I heard that before? <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. Right. So we're just we're just not going to have it. And then uh, Dragonfire was like, "Well, well, wait. I'll, I'll take co- I'll, I'll take care of it." Mm-hmm. Well. <laughs> Stay tuned for how that went. Uh, and uh, LibraWish in June also commits to Wayfire. So That's an interesting this choice. is, uh, yeah. And if you can tell by the name, Wayfire, Wayland, mm-hmm. right? So um, it's not, it's not a tiling window manager. It, I mean, it's it's a full GUI. I, I would call it a floating window manager. If anything, kind of yeah. think of uh, OpenBox maybe potentially as yeah. a similar, you know, thing. But for Wayland. Yeah. And it's got a lot of that flavor. The Garuda version has a lot of that flavor up in the top title bar where you can, you know, see what's going on in your system. Really cool. Yeah. It's nice. Then in July of 2020, the site gets its first revamp. Uh, <laughs> um, they've come a long way since July of 2020. It was, yeah. it's super simple. Um, I, I, I could not find... Um, and, and I probably should have just looked deeper in the Wayback Machine, uh, what the original site looked like. But if it's any indication of what the site looked like at this time, uh, it was very bland. Uh, because the, this first revamp here in July was also very bland. It was just a black background mm-hmm. with white text and blue buttons and an eagle. 
that, so that that was that was pretty much it. Um, also, at this time, Calamaras gets a facelift. Yeah, and it's start. You're starting to see if you go to the forum post in the show notes uh, uh, on this particular link, you'll see. This is the first time that I think the desktop and the stylistic choices really start to peek out from under the covers. Yeah, it doesn't stop there, though. No, it does not. So originally, they had an Ultimate Edition. Uh, they were kind of hemming and hawing about whether the Ultimate Edition Ultimate Edition um, needs to be there. And the Ultimate Edition is, if you, if you remember Windows 7 Ultimate Edition, mm-hmm. Windows Vista yep. Ultimate Edition, basically what it is, I mean, it's, it's all the things, all of the stuff that could be shoved into a, uh, a distro. Yep. They're going to shove it in there. Wow. And lots of discussion about how bloated that is, blah, blah, blah. Well, they kill it off and create the Gaming Edition. Okay. Which is not as ultimate. It doesn't need to be. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. You can't be all things to all people all the time. Yeah. So the focus was instead of putting all the things in and hoping you catch a lot of fish, you just let's focus on the gamers because it turns out gamers kind of like Garuda for the choices that they've made so far. Yeah, I get that. Then uh, August, we have the first inkling that Garuda is really focusing on, I mean, performance, mm-hmm. right? They want this to be the most performant desktop that you install on the machine. So they create performance tweaks, which, as you'll see later, is a lot. Yeah. But the focus is, of course, making it the best it can be for gaming and, you know, everything else, right? I mean, you want desktop performance. Garuda is a desktop-first distro. Right. Then uh, Wayfire gets its first official release here. And Garuda is finally, finally picked up by distrowatch.com. This, uh, I think, was the beginning of their uh, astronomical rise to popularity. Sure. I mean, I don't have any numbers, but if you look at how much people talk about Garuda. It, it's talked about a lot. And, and say what you want about DistroWatch. Um, they do help uh, publicize your existence. Oh, trust me. In the forums, there was a lot of discussion about the value of mm. the ranking system. I think it helps your discoverability. I don't know about the ranking system nonsense, but it helps you get discovered. You came to the same conclusion they did. That's it's good. worth it because it gets eyes on you. You might end up on that sidebar. You might not, but it doesn't matter because that ranking is not... Uh... Don't get hung up on it. Right. It's not indicative of the overall usage of a particular Linux distro or anything like that, but it's internal. And, you know, hey, you know, popularity, contest, whatever, it's fine. So that was really where they started to get picked up because 9to5Linux in September writes, as far as I could tell, the first mainstream media post about Garuda. Nice. And, And this is it. This was like three days later. That's when Garuda really starts to take off. People start talking about it, and the buzz is there. So, also in September, proof that LibraWish is a profit, or maybe just generally familiar with how GNOME works, (laughs) (laughs) because the extensions broke again, and Dragonfire had to fix some issues and redistribute GNOME ISOs and uh, stuff. (laughs) 
it's gnome. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah. So, I mean, what, what really happens here is that uh, the version of gnome bumps, but yep. the versions of extensions do not agree with that particular version of gnome. You, you just got to wait it out a little bit. People get their right. extensions updated and then everybody's happy again. Right. But in the Arch world, waiting is not really much nope. of an op. You can't wait too long. You have to <laughs> upgrade. Otherwise, other things might end up failing if you're, yeah. if you're not attentive enough, right? It doesn't happen often. But, I mean, there are certain game-breaking things that you have to pay attention to sometimes. There are extensions. Who needs those? Right. <laughs> and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see Gnome come up and their opinions on that uh, more and more as I we know. go along. I'm kidding. But, um, but. Right. So the extensions broke. Um, Dragonfire had to fix that. And yeah, well, you know, that's Gnome for you. Anyway, uh, also, and this was a very roundabout kind of history thing. I couldn't find any particular like forum post or anything about this announcing the swap from GerudaLinux.in to GerudaLinux.org. Mm. So what do I do? Like a nerd, mm. I, I go use Whois and figure out when GerudaLinux.org was registered. Okay. And it was registered in September 2020. And I'm like, okay, cool. Well, you know what I forgot, though? Garuda has a Twitter. <laughs> I mean, I mean. What history doesn't? could be there, Leo? I know, I know. <laughs> and so I scroll, 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 scroll. I'm, I'm looking in the late 2020 kind of mm -hmm. history of tw their Twitter. And wouldn't you know it, mm. That is when it was. So by the time it was registered, that was uh, when this all that came. And it and it turns out that this is also when they start teaming up with Boss Host to do some of their hosting. Oh, yeah. So so a lot of back end stuff happened at this point. Uh, partnership with Boss Host, changing the uh, domain name to be more inclusive of you know the whole world because obviously they're popular enough to need something like this. Yeah. So um, yeah, just really more more backup to that Garuda's getting popular now. Sure, sure. So in October, we see, they started naming them. I love this. I love names. The names are names. cool. The names are cool. I'm so, I'm so sad Android stopped naming their things. Give me some more ice cream, Android. Stop, yeah, stop with that. Candy bars or something. Right? Ubuntu, please, please don't stop. I know. Groovy Gorilla, Jaunty Jackalope, Jammy Jellyfish, mm. just all of them. Disco Dingo. Every, yeah, every, every six months they hit me in the face and I'm like, I don't even know what that means, but I like it. Sounds good to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So October, 2020, Golden Eagle, Golden Eagle is released and that also marks the addition of a few more supported desktops. I guess so. A few more. Uh, they're piling them on here. Yeah. A pile of them. I, uh, I3 Window Manager, BSPWM, Rackbox, Wayfire, Deepin, UKUI are added to the lineup, but they're all limited to the light editions. There's also rumblings of a Cinnamon and Mate version at this point, but uh, I don't think they were official right. now. But also in October 2020, the ButterFS subvolume layout that we are familiar with. Oh, yes. Yes. If if you've installed ButterFS on Fedora or any other distribution that, that cares about snapshots, right. um, there will be more than just root and home. Yes. Get some sub-volumes. Yes. The setup that we have here is you have at, which is root, uh, serve, cache, log, root, uh, home, and TMP. Nice. So 
that's pretty standard. And that's the same layout that they have today. Mm-hmm. Then in November, we get another release, Black Eagle. Ooh. The light editions were trimmed up because of complaints of bloat. Yeah. Light gets lighter. Yeah, right? Like, yeah. They, they were already light, guys. How many things do you want to... I mean, honestly, there were so many times that I saw in the, uh, in the forum that if you want it any lighter, you might as well just go get Arch. All this stuff is there. Mm-hmm. You can add the chaotic AUR if you want. Right. But, I mean, if, if you want it any lighter, just go build it. It's... Uh, anyway. But Garuda cares too much. They care so much. They trimmed it up even more. So in November, cool. light editions get trimmed up a little bit more. In December, we got a lot of stuff in December. December is like Christmas for Garuda Man. Uh, we, we, we got a lot. So the iconic Garuda look, this is really where that actually coalesces, where that neon hits you right in the face. Mm-hmm. You hit in the face with the neon. Um, the TKG. All right, so we were on the Zen Colonel. I think we were always on the Zen Colonel, but we made a decision. Garuda made a decision that TKG BMQ, that Colonel will be chosen over the Zen Colonel for performance reasons. So they're saying that there's another Colonel out there that's even more performant than Zen. Wow. And more on the light to prevent confusion. And here's where those forum posts went. To prevent confusion, the light additions are just, they just dropped them. They just dropped them. And the dragonized KDE edition becomes standard. Now, why would they drop the light edition, you say? Well, because all the complaints of bloat, every edition is just going to choose their own adventure. That's the way this is. I like that. Yeah. This is is why I like it. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, they they give you some stuff. They do. But it it feels like, oh, man, we'll get into it a little bit later. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, you. I can't wait to talk about my experience. Oh, man. It's choose your own adventure. Oh, Oh, it's so good. Anyway. So they just drop the whole light nomenclature and say, all right, you want it light? Well, here, just choose what you don't want then. And uh, you'll, you should be happy because you made the choice as to what right. you have on your system. So uh, after that, and a sad thing, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, no distro can go very long without having some kind of catastrophic failure. Mm-hmm. And speaking of the chaotic AUR... Um, the cluster, they had one big, massive, they said something like 380 gigs of RAM cluster machine Wowie. that 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 just compiled all the, the stuff that you would get from the chaotic AUR. Catastrophic failure. Wow. And attempts to use other hardware. I mean, we're talking forum members offering up hardware right. to compile and just futile. Just not enough. You know, you'll be compiling all day long. You got a space heater in your corner. Just, it's not. You, you wow. we can't. The binaries in the chaotic AUR, poof, gone. Cleared out. And now there were, uh, a few days later, there were hard, hardware maintainers. Um, they approached hardware maintainers to build packages that were attractive to them. Um, this is also teaming up with Fosshost here. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were going to be three new clusters to handle the building for the chaotic AUR. So you have the Kitsuna cluster that's going to handle the TKG-related packages, Kernels, Wine, LVVM, Mesa, Proton, AMD GPU stack, DXVK, Proton GE, lots of cool stuff. Those are, those are heavy lifts, yeah. Yep. 
And then you have uh, Lord Kitsuna, Pedro, HLC, Rust MB, and Solar Aquarian taking care of all of that. You have the Garuda Cluster. It does what it says it does. It'll take care of the packages that are interesting for automating common daily tasks, performances, and packages that Garuda needs, right? Mm -hmm. And those are handled by LibraWish and Nico. And the last one, UFS Car HPC will handle mainly the Wayland ecosystem Ooh. and blue spec stuff. So that's going to be Thotipus uh, and Pedro HLC taking care of that cluster. So, you know, a little give and take as far as Christmas goes. December was a wild month. Yeah, it you was. get neon to the face. Yeah, neon to the face, chaotic AUR blows up. <laughs> I mean, you don't name it chaotic AUR for nothing. Yeah, I guess you're right. It, it might just be an every December thing. <laughs> Maybe. Hey, Merry Christmas. We, we're rebuilding the chaotic <laughs> AUR again. <laughs> I hope not for them. That sounds like a big undertaking. That was a big ask, but they pulled through. Mm -hmm. So in January 2021, you see some cool art happen. The Garuda team avatar. So if you go to the website, you go to the about page, you see those big old eagle faces. That was created at the beginning of 2021. The ultimate edition, gone is dropped in favor of using the setup assistant, right? So the yeah. same way that we lost the light edition because people were complaining that it was too bloated, well, now we're getting rid of the ultimate edition because, well, it's got everything and you don't need to do that because the Make setup assistant, yeah. yes, the setup assistant will just walk you through all the gunk you want to add to your system. Easy peasy. Right. And this is the first time we see the dragonized gaming edition um, as well. So it's got a lot of gaming software built in, like Lutris and Steam and the Glorious Egg Roll uh, Proton Ooh. stuff uh, as well. And then you also see the introduction of Qtile. Yeah, Window Manager. Yeah. Yeah. So you still see Qtile today. Mm -hmm. Then moving on to February, Hawk, Hawk Eagle. Hawk Eagle. Ooh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, wait. I forgot to say. I missed it. How did I miss it? Uh, in December. I, I forgot to say. In December, Imperial Eagle. In January, Serpent Eagle. In February is Hawk Eagle. And we change from Firefox. Oh, Firefox. Poor old Firefox. I know. It, it, uh, it's not getting a good rap, man. No. They, they move away from Firefox to adopt LibreWolf as the default browser choice. But the good news, there's good news there, though, Leo. What's that? LibreWolf is built on Firefox. Yes, so, LibreWolf is a fork of Firefox. So they, they strayed a little bit, but not, not all the way. So that's good. Mm -hmm. Then the Zen kernel makes a return. Uh, TKGBMQ had some bugs on certain systems, Whoopsie. but the setup assistant still has it. If for some reason you were like, ah, oh, but TKGBMQ was my favorite kernel ever because I love saying letters in succession <laughs> all the time. Um, you could just go into the setup assistant, add that back in, swap to it easy. Peasy. But Zen Kernel back at the forefront again, and that doesn't change ever. No, that's no, how it that's is today, too. Today. Yeah. By the end of February, the chaotic AUR is fully rebuilt and better than ever. And if you've opened up a terminal in Garuda, then you've noticed what it looks like. And there are a few. I think Kali Linux also has this type of prompt, but yeah. the Starship shell is added and configured in Garuda 2. Yep, two-line two prompt um, sort of shell, yeah. 
I like it. I mean, it puts more space in between the things that you're typing, so it's easier to parse. I think it's easier on the eyes, especially at smaller font sizes. Mm-hmm. That's true. So I'll, I'll buy that. I I like it. I mean, I saw it first in Kali, and then Garuda did it, and I was really happy about that. So it seems good um, on a laptop too, where you have a little bit smaller screen, so you, your real estate is precious. Yes, exactly, exactly. So I'm I'm happy with it. It looks really good. And then they also added, speaking of Kali, because, I mean, who doesn't download and install Kali as their first distro because, I mean, they thought hacking well, was cool. sounds cool. <laughs> they add Dragonized Black Arch to the lineup. That sounds really cool. Yeah. Well, if you know anything about Black Arch, well, Black Arch just has is Arch yeah. with all of the hacky tools like Metasploit and Armitage and all kinds of yep. cool script kitty stuff added. Straight fresh packages, though, because it's yeah. Arch. Well, see now, now this is something that I'm interested in to find out whether or not Kali or Black Arch has better, more stable packages. Well, that's a good question. I don't know. It's all well and good to have all the newest, greatest, latest, whatever metasploit, but if it breaks when you launch it, it's not worth much. So that I think that might be something that we got to do. Dan, how long do you think you could live on Kali for a desktop? Mm. <laughs> Uh, don't, yeah, no. Six hours, and then the kernel breaks. Yeah, usually you run that for a specific <laughs> task, and then you're done, right? Yep. I don't know. What does the audience think? Let me know. Oh, boy. At Leo. How much can we torture Dan? Mm, thanks. <laughs> then we fast forward to April of 2021. Almost missed that one. Um, Guess what? Gnome's in the news again, because <laughs> it broke. No way. Uh, yeah. Well, GNOME didn't break. The extensions broke. So, yeah, the same thing that happened prior and the same reason that GNOME was uh, almost not an official <laughs> release happened again. So the extensions were wiped from all systems to prevent total and utter breakage of GNOME, but with a caveat. They're just not coming back. No. The extensions are not coming back. If you want them, Go install the little Firefox yep. thing. Go to gnomelook.org. Go get your extensions manually. And when they don't work, it's not Garuda's problem. It was never really Garuda's problem to solve, but they tried to do it anyway. And well. Well, when you ship them, you sort of have to take it upon yourself to make sure it works. Right. So but, I get that. I mean, I feel like, I mean, it's a futile endeavor mm -hmm. on Arch because of how Arch moves. So, yeah. Hey. I think April 2021 was that epiphany day. Libra Wish was right all along. But, you know, go get them yourself. Mm -hmm. And if they work, they work. If they don't, eh, whatever. You know, maybe go not use GNOME. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> and then um, it was introduced in March, but it was stable in April. Fire Dragon, which is a fork of Libra Wolf, which is a fork of Firefox, which is a fork of nothing, actually. I just wanted to keep saying for Yeah, it sounded good. Yeah. And Fire Dragon is the new default browser with all of the neon smacking you in the face that you could ever ask for. It's all there. Then in May, Spotted Eagle. Got a new eagle for you. It's spotted this time. Ooh. And this is where, we, uh, where Garuda launches the Garuda downloader. Mm. And so... Think of like the Raspberry Pi downloader, 
This is a, a utility that you can use to go get whichever Garuda you want because there's like a jillion and a half. Yeah. There's, there's a lot. There is a lot. Not quite. It It's not quite like Arco, but there's a bunch. Right. You'll probably still have to go to the website to go figure out which one you want. Maybe. But I mean, I, you know, whatever. Uh, either way, it's an easy way to get them. And that is fantastic. Oh, yeah. The Fedora, Fedora has one of those, one of them there, downloader do. tools as well. So, yeah. And to prevent issues, new system requirements are announced. Okay. They're not going to really stop you. You do what you want, man. But two and a half gigs of RAM and a 30 gig disk. I feel well, like that's that's pretty decent. That that's that's not insignificant. So I did find some forum posts that were kind of pointed at this a little bit, and I think it was mostly about people that were trying to install in a virtual machine, right? So you're trying to give it like a little bit, you know, less in your virtual machine. You want to test something. I mean, and, look at that disc. Who just has a 30 gig disc? Nobody. Yeah, a and, virtual machine. And and so I think <laughs> like you know, Calimari's. You know, they they tuned that different now, I think, maybe even, I don't know. But, like, it wouldn't install, so, because it said, you need more, you know, more resources. And uh, Oh, wow, so so it was a hard blocker. I think it was. I don't know if it still is or not. I didn't try it, um, but I think at one point it was. Honestly, do you, do you see the amount of blur that's going oh, yeah. on there? It needs to be a hard blocker. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, and I think the their point was, um, it's not intended for, you know, low-resource machines. Just don't use it there. Just give right. it the resources it needs. Exactly. And exactly. So then your problem will be solved. And mm-hmm. yeah, they're not wrong. So in July 2021, the popularity continues to rise, and Nico is invited on to Destination Linux. He's on episode 234. So yep. if you haven't checked that one out, go check it out. You can see the interview. It's about midway through, um, well, starting about 20 minutes in the show, mm-hmm. goes for about 20 minutes or so. And there's a lot of insight, a lot of yeah. just conversation about why you chose the things you chose. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the whole point of Garuda, according to Nico, is that it's meant to just be easier than traditional Arch. Yep. User, user friendly. Right. Arch is, Arch is there. And if you want to undertake what it, what it means to have a, just a pure Arch, fine, go. That's fine. Mm-hmm. That's not what Garuda is. Right. So the Garuda Assistant gets talked about a little bit. I mean, we're going to talk. I'm going to talk about it a whole yeah, lot yeah, more yeah. here in a minute because it's fantastic. But handles a lot of, a lot of your system maintenance. Uh, the chaotic AUR uh, is kind of defined there where we're talking about is this pre-built binary. So think about the AUR, but you don't got to compile it yourself. You just grab nice. the binary. And just plop it in and, you know, easy. Um, it saves your CPU cycles, your battery life, if, if that's what you need. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, that's what it is. Just a big old repo of binaries. And I got to say, though, um, speaking of compiling binaries, uh, the, he's, he, Nico said something to the effect of like it takes Firefox four to six hours to compile or something. That <laughs> sounds about right. I mean, browsers are <laughs> I mean, intense. Right, so uh, you don't want to compile Libra, uh, what is it? No, uh, Fire Dragon. You Fire don't want Dragon. to go compile Fire Dragon. Uh, no. uh, just, just get it. Yeah. Just, just go grab the binary, right? Yeah, Gen 2 future episode maybe one day. Maybe. And then we'll, we'll, we'll time how long it takes to compile oh boy. Firefox on a uh, i5-5300U. All day is the answer probably. <laughs> Several hours anyway. Yeah. 
So anyway, so he goes into why they chose the Zen kernel. I mean, higher throughput, lower latency. Mm-hmm. It's like Licorix uses the default CPU scheduler, um, includes gaming patches. It's less optimal for laptops, though. But if you go in the performance tweaks in the Gruda Assistant, you can tweak how that right. gets handled and get better battery life out of your laptop. He goes into why they chose ZRAM. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's compressed RAM. If you've ever been on a Mac machine, this happens by default. It's just the way that it works. It might cost you some in higher CPU, which is Maybe. not great for a laptop. And, and that's only if you're, you're running into situations where you're really running low on RAM. Right. But, uh, but it does leave more RAM available in general. And if you don't mind losing a couple of minutes of battery life, and this is only on a laptop, right? This is more for performance yeah. machines, not necessarily laptops, but um, you know that you'll, you'll not feel that compression. But if you run into low memory situations a lot, you'll really feel the compression mm-hmm. in that you're not out of memory. Right. I actually use ZRAM for my swap on my desktop. Oh, so, so. Any, any particular reason to use ZRAM other than just, you know, the extra little bit of space you can you can squeeze out of it. I generally, don't need swap, so you know having it there is kind of kind of a safety net, if you will, in case something goes awry. Okay. Um, and I don't know. I guess it's a little more performant, I suppose, than just regular swap. Even with the CPU impact of having to decompress some of that stuff. Probably, yeah. Well, and the other thing is, you know, machines all SSD, so I don't want a whole bunch of writing to my disk, even though. Discs are better these days. I get that. And you can probably, it'll probably withstand that. Like if I ever needed swap, I don't, I don't want it writing a whole bunch of stuff to my disc. So, yeah, you know, I think this helps. This is like the best of both worlds. I never really need it. It never really utilizes much, if any. So it seems like the best way to go about it to me. I would totally agree with you if I weren't firing up Audacity every now and then and writing 20 gigs of crap to my disc all the time. Uh, That would be great. Well, there's that, but I mean, you know, like I don't need to be adding to it with my swap, I guess is my point. Right. Right. You're, you're right. You're absolutely right. So, um, and then, and then he also talks about, uh, no hang, mm. which is, um, if you've been following Fedora development, you yep. may have known that they use early oom, which is out of memory, early out of memory. Right. Um, that shipped in like 32, I think. And maybe three. Yeah. 32, 33, somewhere around there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And this helps uh, kill off and clear out uh, processes that don't need to be in RAM so you don't end up in a, in a no-memory situation where you're kind of in like the soft lock mm-hmm. where, you know, the system's not actually hung up, but... You can't do anything with it. Yeah, so it's, it's, uh, it's hung up, man. Right. So anyway, NoHang is a competitor to early OOM, and it's early OOM on steroids and has a lot of useful features. And, you know... I, Nico says that this is, I mean, good for modern desktops and servers if uh, if you need the fine tuning for it. Mm-hmm. It sounds like the thing. Yeah. And um, something that wasn't in the interview, but uh, was on the forums, this is also around the time that Garuda System Maintenance Tool is released. Okay. And uh, it's it's a thing. It's up in your tray. Mm-hmm. All it does is notify you. Okay. Before I even tell you what this is, let me tell you my problem with Arch. Mm-hmm. If you if you don't follow the Arch forums, mm. your system will break one day, and you won't know why until it's too late. Yeah, because then you go look at the forum. 
Right, because maybe you can roll back and figure out what it is you could have done, and maybe you can do that now, and maybe that will bring your system back up, but maybe it won't. But I don't know, the amount of times you've probably installed Arch, you could probably root into it and figure it out, right? You know, maybe, maybe. sure. Sure. Enter Garuda System Maintenance Tool. It just gives you a notification. Instead of having to go trawl the forums mm. to try and find that one post that was like, well, you better do this before <laughs> October whatever because it's going to break if you don't. No, it's a notification. Nice. It tells you what you got to do. And if it's a hot fix that Garuda can just push down to you, that's how they're going to do it. Okay. This fixes my issue with Arch. Yeah. God, Garuda, why are you so good? Stop it. Puts it Stop in your face. Stop being so good. Where it needs it, to it, be. Yeah, exactly. Like, no one's going to go out. Okay, all right. Maybe our Some users do. will do this, right? But Garuda is for not regular Arch users. It's for people that want the power of Arch in an easy-to-use container, right? Yeah, and people that are And people that are looking for user-friendly distributions tend to also not follow along every single day on every single forum post to make sure they do everything right. This is one of the best additions to an Arch-based distro that could ever exist. Fantastic. Just fantastic. It gets better, though. We'll, we'll, we'll get on to that. Oh, man. I'm so excited. August 2021. Guess what? We're like a couple months. We're, we're, we're a couple months behind. We're almost done. I promise. Stay on the ride for a little while longer. We're about months. to be yeah, we're about to be in the present. August 2021, Battler Eagle. I didn't, I don't know, I still don't know what that word means, but I know how to say Sounds it because cool. I looked it up on Webster's or whatever. But, you know, Battler Eagle looked cool. Go check out the picture, check out the link. The Garuda System Maintenance Tool is now installed by default if you download this one or any distribution uh, newer or any version newer than this. Right. Tons of appearance tweaks uh, to make things integrate better. Colin Morris gets a facelift. Oh, Latte time. Doc gets a facelift. Now everything is so neon. It's like you're, you're walking through Las Vegas in the middle of the night, man. All day. All day. And the focus of you know, the August edition of Garuda, this Battler Eagle, is really under the hood. So, mm -hmm. I mean, if you're looking at it, besides the extra neon in Calamaris and Latte, that that's about it. I mean, everything mm -hmm. else is performance tweaks under the hood and it just keeps getting better and better. September, you have Harpy Eagle. Harpy. And yeah, and they dropped Time Shift. I love Time Shift, but they dropped it. And you know what? That's fine because- mm -hmm. It is fine. They they replace it with, what what is it, Dan? Snapper. Yeah, I know you. I, I know you're a Snapper fan. But But more than that, though, more than that, they- they took it upon themselves and they integrated it into Garuda Assistant. Yes. And you don't so, you don't need time shift because they have a GUI for Snapper. I know. Snapper is it's all handled in the Garuda Assistant. We're oh, I, I'm really excited to get to the Garuda <laughs> Assistant part. And and it's decided. This is the final straw. It's the final straw, gnome. It's just gonna be shipped bare. No extensions, no nothing. Absolutely bare. If you're getting Garuda Gnome Edition, is this going to be Gnome? It's vanilla. I mean, the Gnome folks prefer this. Of course they do. But I mean, if you look at Garuda... It's not their style. No, it's not. But what they do instead is they change the icons. It's uh, themed with the Tela icon theme. 
which is a nice theme. It's mm-hmm. not as neon as um, the dragonized version. Yeah. Beauty line, I think. Sweetified, sweetified. Well, so beauty line is oh a fork of sweet okay. that uh, they've added more icons to. Anyway, so they when you boot into it, you'll they see they do have it. a lot of icons. Yeah, that that neon everything beauty line is fantastic. Anyway, Gnome Edition, gonna be bare because I mean, you can't have it any other way or it'll break. <laughs> so, um, yeah, tell icons. Anyway, here we are. We've made it to the present, October 2021, the chaotic AUR. Happy birthday. Today. Happy birthday. Today is the birthday. The day we are recording. So if you're astute enough, you can figure out when we record, when we release. <laughs> you can figure out the whole cadence. You can get it all figured out. Happy birthday, Chaotic A-U-R. Chaotic Happy A-U-R birthday. is three today. Three. Wait, that's six. Three. Three. <laughs> Happy birthday. Anyway, we've done it. You've, you've been What's on this today? roller coaster with me for absolutely way too long. You've heard <laughs> all of the history of Garuda. Who Dan, what do you think of it? What? Well, you know, 18 months and there's this much history. That's an impact. I think that's, that says something. Or I'm just a nerd and like to look through a lot of forum posts. I don't know. No, One no, no, no. Two. I think they've been busy. Like there's a lot to talk about and it's a, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's been good. So, um, it's nice to see and, and certainly well discussed amongst the whole community. Absolutely. Yeah, that, that's the one thing that I, I've never seen another distribution just skyrocket onto the scene before like this and get as popular, at least mm-hmm. talked about, right? I mean, we don't have numbers, but... Yeah, I don't know what the utilization least- is, and I don't think everybody's, you know, switched, you know, overnight here. I think it's popular, and the people that are trying it are, are liking what they see, but yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean, you know, there's that, and you're right, I don't think there's anything else that's stormed onto the scene with this sort of enthusiasm. Not an arch base. Absolutely not an arch base. But I would 100% say that it takes a seat right next to Endeavor and Arco mm-hmm. easily. Right. Easily. Right. I'll agree. Yeah. So what do you, what do you think of it? What, what was your experience with it? Do you love it? Is it your favorite distro now forever? Well, I mean, I really like it a lot. I, I'm... I don't know about my favorite distro forever. I mean, that's 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 a high <laughs> that's some high praise, Leo. That's it is. Oh, well, that's reserved well, okay, only for true. a couple, maybe one thing. But um, everything was really smooth. I thought it was great. Um, I really like their ButterFS uh, setup out of the box. I thought you know having I didn't have to faff with any of that. Right, it's all there, and yep. the assistant helps you with the snapshots later, which I love. And you know it it helps you look at your your um sub volumes you know so you can see what's going on there as far as utilization it's like that's that helps a a lot and it's nice to be able to look at what you have for snapshots and delete them when you don't need them anymore and that sort of thing right i think the the integration with the assistant is key on that one and uh i'm I, i i like to see that move it was a good move all the things that you need to do to take care of, and this really reminds me of Endeavor and Arco, and that's why mm-hmm. I said what I said earlier, that the Garuda Assistant really has all of the things that you need to maintain an arch-based distribution easily yes. in They're one pane. little tick boxes, but you, whatever you want, you just tick it on, tick it off, you know, and, right. and it takes care of it for you. And it's like amazing. 
Right. And the, so the thing that really struck me, the first time I opened up the Garuda Assistant, I realized that you could do the simple stuff, right? Like mm-hmm. refresh your mirror list because you sure. got to do that sometimes. You got to get new keys. You got to update your system yep. and uh, all that. But there are some things like reinstall all packages that mm-hmm. doesn't show up all over the place. No. And while that might not, that might be something you do once ever, it's nice and remove but, orphaned packages so i mean yeah. this instructs pac-man to go get rid of all the crap it doesn't need anymore you, you, uh, it's amazing but you can pick your firewall in there too so if you want firewall d yes. that's your thing. go ahead take it on you want ufw yep. got that too it's there easy and just go take it on and and then on top of that one thing i noticed um plasma does um because I wasn't sure if it was a Garuda thing or if it was a Plasma thing, but it turns out it's Plasma. So Plasma has a nice integration with UFW. And uh, and oh. you know how we talked about like um, OpenSnitch? Yeah. Uh, you know, as our app? This does some of that stuff, right? So it can, it, can, okay. it can tailor your outbound firewall in addition to the inbound firewall right there in the Plasma settings. And so after you tick wow. it on, you tick it on in the, in the Gruda Assistant, then you can step on over to the Plasma settings for your firewall and, and, and tweak to your heart's desire. It's, it's pretty That's great. That's fantastic. It was pretty great. So that was a good experience for yeah. me. Yeah, and then, and then more in the Gruda Assistant, there, there's a ButterFS tab. There is. Uh, I mean, yep. un- unless you decide that you don't want ButterFS and you totally bork it up during the install, that's fine. Whatever. But the <laughs> ButterFS tab has the switches that you would need, right? I mean, if you've ever if you've ever sat there and you're like, well, I have an SSD. Mm-hmm. Does Linux do trim? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that stuff's all there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Ha- how do I know? How do I know that it's on? It's a checkbox now. So go to the ButterFS tab in the Garuda Assistant. You check ButterFS trim enable, but that's not it. You can balance your disk you can defrag your disk and you can scrub your disk but you say well you don't need to defrag an ssd that's not that's not the same but right. the point is you have all of the ssd maintenance built into the garuda assistant i know as well I know. it's amazing it really is it's it's good stuff and i mean it's one of the best tools ever i think and, and I'm, yeah i'm not just saying that like it's amazing it really is and i love it Okay. Love. If you're if you're not a fan of the way that Plasma has seven thousand mm-hmm. four hundred and sixty two options in the the settings, you you might not just love the Garuda Assistant, right? I mean, but the fact that you can just go in there and check a box and now you have Jack support is yeah. amazing. And as you mentioned, the UFW firewall is yeah. just right. Do you want cup support? Click. I don't know. Check the box. Right. It's it's, it's so simple. Ah. And, and so one thing, it's not. It's not pretty. I'll give you that. <laughs> no. Again, plasma not, settings. Not pretty. There's a, but there's a thousand of them. Very, very, very functional. Very functional. It brings it brings things that nobody else has. So I, I mentioned it in the history, and I'll mention it here. I was saying that you're going to have the Zen kernel. Mm-hmm. It's going to be more tuned for a desktop that yep. doesn't ha- that's not running on a battery and all that kind of stuff. Well, if you go into the Garuda assistance, uh, Assistant, check settings, there is a section called Power Save Tweaks. Mm-hmm. Yep. There are Power Save Tweaks. You can enable Auto CPU Freak. You can install TLP. Uh, you can get thermal D in there. Right. I mean, all of all, all, all of, of the things right there. Right. Right at your fingertips. The things that you need to conserve battery on a laptop mm-hmm. are there. 
and it's a checkbox. Don't get me wrong. If you don't know what auto CPU freak is, yeah, you're going to have to go look it up. And you may still have to go configure some things after you get it, you know, the little thing turned on or whatever. But for right. the most part, it, just having it there is, is, the, is the key. Right. I mean, it is Arch after all. Right. So there's, there's not a thousand percent handholding, but the fact that it's all there and you don't have to go figure out the seven commands to figure out how to install, configure, and enable TLP is, is just, it's nice. It's so nice. Right. Well, on top of that, so another thing that really impressed me was out of the welcome, I could go in and select which applications I wanted to install, right? Yep. And so, well, it's Arch. I ticked them all almost. Yeah. <laughs> you, so so you, you, you pre-rolled your own I ultimate my edition. Own ultimate. Nah, it's not that <laughs> yeah. bad. But I did tick a bunch of the boxes and it was kind of cool. Like I could select which thing I wanted to do. And it wasn't like I've seen other distributions do it through calamaris, and that's cool. I like that. Sure, that's fun. Yeah, but that's I, Arco. Arco does that. Endeavor Arco does, does that. that. Yeah, yeah. Endeavor. Yeah, Endeavor does too. Right. Yeah, I think so. They got a net install. Anyway, um, this was after the install. Um, you know, I've got my base system up and running. I got it all working, and now I can I can tick on all the little things that I want to install. And it was it was kind of fun watching it go through, and it it guided you through like. It was super easy. It is user-friendly. I liked it. Right. I mean, it's it's the ultimate antithesis to the way that Windows does it, mm-hmm. right? I mean, if, if you're on Windows, you got to go out to that website and get that program. Go right. to that website, get that program. No, go to that website, get that program. Take a little box. Every, yeah, it's just a checkbox. Mm-hmm. It's just a checkbox. You check the box and there it is. Bingo, bango. You're, you're ready to go. Mm-hmm. So- Yep, the Garuda Welcome is great. I mean, all these apps that we're going to talk about, the the system maintenance, the gamer, the se- settings manager, the assistant, it's all there. You get to it through the the, the welcome. And yeah. uh, speaking of settings manager. Yeah. So I had said that, um, what was it? The uh, ABCD Elemental PQ uh, kernel? PTL, whatever. <laughs> yeah, that thing. Yeah. The letters one that we were talking about in the history mm-hmm. that you totally remember because, I mean, obviously it you were listening. rolls right out the tongue. <laughs> obviously. Um, you can go choose that one. So in the Garuda settings manager, real big kernel button, click the kernel mm-hmm. button. It looks to me like a fork of Uku, which is the uh, Ubuntu kernel mm-hmm. update or utility. Something like that. Yeah. Tony George's, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So it, I mean, to be honest with you, I would not have any doubt in my mind that it's a straight up fork of that. Yeah. Or at least a similar UI style anyway. Yeah, I mean, pointed at some different repos. I mean, that's, that's what it looks like. Yeah. Anyway, you click the kernel button and you can go get the Elemental PQ kernel mm-hmm. if you want. And um, any other kernel that you want, right? Yeah. You just want the regular mainline Linux kernel. Cool. Look Why at the not? LTS too. Like if, you, if you're if you not hung yep. up on having the latest kernel necessarily, you just want the LTS kernel so you can you know, yep. be stable on Arch. You didn't buy hardware in the last two months? Yeah. Yeah, you're probably you fine. Yeah. You're you're fine either way. There's some other cool stuff in there, like keyboard settings if you need to change a locale or whatever. But um, the other cool thing, and I don't normally test games, but our circ our our, our current circumstances dictated mm-hmm. that I must. Okay. Because the the word gamer comes up like seven billion times on the website, so I mean, mm. why not? So I used Garuda Gamer to install Steam, which. I get it. Pac-Man, double S, Steam, fine. Or what? One S, two S? I don't remember. One S will work. Right? 
I, I get it wrong until I get it right. <laughs> uh, so I install Steam, right? I, I, I did that. Uh, I went and installed uh, a Linux first game, right? It's uh, Plague Inc. Okay. And they had just come out with a, a new expansion pack to Plague Inc. called The Cure. And okay. instead of trying to infect the world with a plague of some kind, you're tasked with getting everybody to get vaccinated and everything. That sounds a little too real for me, Leo. No, it's very. It was very real. You have a um, you have a meter, and when mm-hmm. it gets to one hundred percent, people stop listening to you, and like just start doing normal things again. And you're like, wait, stop, wait. <laughs> reel it in man anyway um, interesting so so i installed that game i had a good time i mean i hadn't played it in forever i saw the expansion uh it was just released like a couple of months ago so i I just had to do it um and i forgot i was on linux again you know like i mean for for the same reason that once it full screens it's just it just is what it is um it it was a really good experience for the from the moment of getting steam to logging in, to installing a game, never did I think, oh man, you know, Linux could do this better. It it wasn't like that. Mm-hmm. It was just install it and go. And it was very nice. And yeah. the Garuda Gamer thing, there's, there's, I mean, I keep giving these over-the-top numbers because, I mean, really, it's true. Like, there, there's like a thousand different things that you can install from oh, yeah. Garuda Gamer, from, uh, you know, Steam and Lutris, obviously, yeah. to... Proton and specific versions of wine. Wine, yeah. Like I saw that. Yeah. Wine was there. Yeah. And and all the different, you know, things that go along with that. And if you wanted the proton, well, not just Proton, but you can have like the the development versions of Proton or whatever, you know, the, the latest and greatest, or you can have the stable version. Like it's all there. You just tick the box. Exactly. How many egg rolls do you want to be glorious? And you uh, can yeah. have them. Yeah. All of the glorious egg roll. Mm-hmm. So go go get them. It's cool. They they make it so simple. I mean, I, I, it really feels like they take what Arco and Endeavor do mm-hmm. so well and just add another layer but on you know top what, of that. Yeah, you you know what all the hype is about now, though, right? Because they do. They make it easy for you, right? So it's easy to jump on the hype train. Yep. And by by default, so I'd, I'd mentioned the Garuda System Maintenance Utility earlier on. By default, everything is checked, but mm-hmm. you can open it up and uncheck them if you, for some reason, just yep. feel like you want to go look at the forum for game-breaking changes and bugs that you will have to absolutely manually intervene yourself <laughs> for. And if you don't, your arch system breaks. Yeah, I mean, you can uncheck those boxes if you want, but you can go check them out. What they are is automatically update your key rings. That's important. Yeah. Um, apply critical hotfixes immediately. Also important. Seems like. And notify about uh maintenance announcement posts that's the other thing right so from the forum they'll say hey this thing is coming you should probably know about this that is also there so you get a notification telling you hey go go look at that thing yep i agree yeah no those are those are game changers um and it's nice it puts it right in your face where you can see it so yep i think uh one more comment i got um here um about the system I think the theming is is very consistent, and uh, even though it isn't my style, it it looked nice. <laughs> it was well done. Uh, maybe flame grilled, but, but whatever. Um, it was uh, it looked good. Um, it was it was consistent. The icons. I was amazed. The icons that were available. Um, 
for all of the applications. It, it seemed like yeah. there was no application that wasn't covered with an icon. That was that was really what they did with the with the fork fork of sweet the beauty line thing. They started adding their own icons. I mean, they just made sure everything was covered, like everything. That's amazing. That's a lot of work. I feel like, and, and it's, it's a lot of work. It shows. It shows. It shows that it's uh, very consistent and it looks good. So, even though it's it not, really does, well, the neon might not be my thing. Um, it did look good. I mean, confession time. I think both me and Dan fell back to breeze didn't we i did for a little while <laughs> but I, but i want I, I turned it back on and i'll tell you why is because as much as i like breeze it wasn't as consistent as far as the icon availability almost yeah no you're right you're you're absolutely right there, there are certainly things in breeze that just don't they're not covered they're not covered they yeah, don't exactly. have the same scope that right. beauty line does and i mean they make it a hundred percent a point that there's an icon for it. It's, it's, nice, uh, yeah. That was a nice touch, I thought. I thought it was just a little thing, but it was amazing. Yep. So while I don't love Las Vegas at night <laughs> um, all the time, I, yeah. it's, it's good every once in a while, all the time, um, the rest of the system is probably one of the best arch systems I've used. I'm, I agree. I'm, I'm, I'm very much considering stopping having the arch system i built a few episodes ago to just i mean if i want arch it could just be this because all the things that i would have to do manually anyway are just kind of taken care of for me i, I agree i agree maybe, maybe it's maybe it's because i'm seasoned enough to not have to want to think about that so well, much. there's that right and so while we obviously know how to do it ourselves um right I'm going to miss a forum post and my key ring is going to be out of date and I'm going to break something. <laughs> There's some value in being able to, you know, get some help, I guess. Yeah. Right. And it just speeds it up for you. So I feel like that's, there's, there's a lot of value in that. Yeah. And one thing we did mention was they, they also, if you go with the uh, KDE Dragonized edition, they, they very much make it um, Mac focused, right? Like, I mean, there's a launcher bar at the bottom. They, they got the latte dock at the bottom. You know, mm -hmm. and so that's down there. And then, you know, the, the tray is at the top and it's a, they have the global, global menu, um, integrated. And that's really it. They kind of did a good job with that too, because it's amazing yeah. how well that works. Yes. So, um, I make my, my top, that, that top bar real, real mm -hmm. small. So yeah. that gets kind of annoying because the icons are super duper small when they're up there. But yeah. I mean, it's not real big. It's not real big, is it? Out of the box, I didn't feel like. Right. So. But I mean, but I think overall, um, it reminded me why having a global menu is a good thing. Mm -hmm. uh, I liked it. I liked it a lot. Mm -hmm. And it reminded me it, of Unity um, back in the day, right? I mean, it had yep. some of that feel to it. I do kind of miss Unity sometimes. But I mean, they, they brought a lot of that feeling back. I really enjoyed it. I mean, it really was a Mac OS experience mm -hmm. as far as, uh, I mean, not the neon, obviously, but I mean, no. the, the general aesthetic of yeah, the desktop of is nice. They had the genie thing, the little genie in a bottle when you minimize yep. something. Yeah, magic lamp. Yep. I left all of that on. Uh, I might have changed the theme, right, to Breeze, but yeah. I left all the other stuff on. The background oh, I I blur. I left all that the, on. Yeah, that was cool. The the terminal blur, the oh, yeah. minimize animations, the the wobble. I left the wobble on. I like the I mean, wobble. The is just kind of nice sometimes. Mm -hmm. I mean, you just move something over there and it kind of gives you a little jiggle. I mean, a little jammy jellyfish, you know what I mean? Like, uh... <laughs> Yeah, I'll buy that. <laughs> yeah. So, 
overall, I mean, it was it was a really good experience. It's probably the best arch experience I ever had. Yeah. Um, because I didn't have to think. I know, and I, like, I, I think that's the nice thing, right? You still have you still have the choice that you get with arch. Sure. But you didn't have to think about it, and that was refreshing. If you don't want to, you can you can next through and check a couple boxes and just call it a day and a lot of the things are taken mm-hmm. care of for you. But I mean, at the end of the day, it's an art system and you can make it what you want. If that's what right. you want to do, if you want to compile from the AUR, okay, cool, whatever, do what, what you, you can. want. It's yeah. there mm-hmm. or it's already done for you in the chaotic. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, th- th- so many options. It was, it was cool. I think that's, that's my bottom line is Garuda has so many options that it can be for the tinkerers that want right. to pull stuff together or the pop os style folks that want to set it and forget it mm-hmm. and just yeah i, I want to play this game that's it i don't I don't don't talk to me about kernels i don't even just You're right yeah i get it two two more final points that i want to make and they're not system related necessarily um the forum looked very helpful it was a nice forum it was discourse um and it's super looked- good it's like 90% of where I got everything. So, oh, yeah, there's yeah, that. Good. But it looked like a lot of other people were utilizing it too. So, I saw a lot of support and, you know, getting help and communication. I think that's kind of like their main flow of communication. So, I liked that a lot. That looked good. The other thing was they had a little wiki. It didn't have a lot in it per se, but it's a very young distribution. So, you don't expect a ton. And it did fill in some gaps of things um, that you might encounter and need help with. So, Check out their wiki as well. But I mean, for everything else, I mean, the Arch wiki. I well, mean, the Arch on. wiki. But there was some things <laughs> that they addressed mostly with just Garuda, right? So Correct. Yeah. Y- right. Y- so you need you need that. So I thought that was a good thing. They have some other value added things. It looked like um, at least, you know, hosted things that they utilize within the distribution. So they've got their own GitLab and that sort of stuff. And that's it. it I guess my point is it looks like a solid foundation for something that's going to last. Yep, absolutely. I hope Garuda doesn't go anywhere. I mean, the, the project itself is is pretty fantastic. I mean, they've, they've gone through the teething. You can see it in the forums. Go click on those links mm. in the show notes. Um, you can see that they've, that they've made decisions and they've regretted them, but they've rectified them. Mm-hmm. And I mean, as it stands now. And they listen to the community feedback, too. I feel like that's a big thing, right? I mean, sure. the whole light ultimate dropping it, changing it, making it different. That's that's what that was. It was yep. listening to the people that use the system and deciding, well, fine, there's too many there's too many avenues. Just here, you can you can make it the way that you want. I mean, right. honestly, closer to the archway of doing things, right? Yeah. I wish them well. It's a fantastic distro. Uh Dan, are you're nuking it or are you are you keeping it? I might keep this around, Leo, and I actually might try out some of the other uh, flavors. I mean, obviously we did plasma, um, but I, I'm still interested in Wayfire. I didn't get back to it. I wanted yeah. to, and I didn't get back to it. I, I do want to do that again. I was um, in the same boat. I, I wanted to. I wanted to spend more time in Wayfire. I didn't because yeah. I, I ran it in live, and you close a button, you close a window, and yeah, it just it was a poof, flame. in fire. A flame. Ah, of, of course, you call it Wayfire. Of course, you gotta have fire. Yeah. Set your fire extinguisher to stun on that one. It re- it reminded me of two thousand and two <laughs> barrel and emerald and compass and oh, it looked it pretty good, good though. And so I want to try that. The other, I want to try their LXQ to spin too. I mean, I didn't yep. get a chance for that either. Ooh, ooh, uh-oh. So, okay. I know they got some differences. They got K-Win and, and stuff like that. So I don't know. Want to try it out. 
and I'm on. Uh, I'm I'm still on the plasma train. I mean, cinnamon's still my go-to, but uh, plasma is what I. Uh, I don't know, maybe aspire to be on one day or something like that. Maybe one day it'll click. But either way, um, yeah, I don't think it's going anywhere. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I, I really meant what I said. I think that Garuda is probably going to replace my real Arch install because, of, because the defaults are, are good. Yeah, They're sane. It's, it's and, sane out of the box, yes. And for the defaults that I don't like, I can check a box in the Garuda Assistant. It's it's so simple. It's so good. I like it. Housekeeping. 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 Time to put feathers in your fillow. Fillow? Mm-hmm. Pillow. <laughs> I get you fresh towels. The Linux and open source community has some fantastic resources, and we want to make sure to highlight that. In our showcase for this episode, we want to draw your attention to the Mintcast. Maybe you've heard of it before. I don't know, Leo, you heard of this one? Dan, it's a conflict of interest. What What are you even talking? Why would you bring this show on this show? I don't know. Now that Leo's not on it, maybe people <laughs> ah, want to listen to it. That's it. I had my, la- <laughs> I had my last episode drop uh, as we're recording last week. So I guess probably be like a week and a half or whatever by the time you hear it. Um, yeah, so I'm no longer on the Mintcast. And... I'm leaving behind a group of good folks that like to talk about Linux. And I think that's the one point I want to make about Mincast. I think Mincast get yeah. kinda, gets kind of pigeonholed into uh, a podcast about Mint. Don't get me wrong. It is. But there's news like once a month. And right. there's an episode every week. Yeah, so, so there's more to it than that. Yes. Every fourth episode will likely be you know, the new changes that are happening in Linux mm-hmm. Mint or, uh, you know, the distro release or something like that. But the other three episodes, what else are we going to talk about? The wider Linux, I say we, not me anymore, but the wider uh, the wider Linux ecosystem is what, uh, what they are going to talk about. And that's what happens all the time. So yeah. if you have room in your ear holes for another Linux podcast, that's that's certainly one. I think it's one that should be almost mandatory on the list. And I've been a listener for a long time, so happy to uh, give that a plug. Yep. And I'm not I'm not fully gone. I'm still doing some production for them. I'll still mm-hmm. put the show together and all that kind of stuff, along with uh, Bo and Tony, who do a lot of the production in the back end um, and, you know, help them out and all that kind of stuff. So I'm not gone. But um, but yeah, now that I'm no longer heading to show up. You know, it's about time. It's about time we brought this one in. Yeah, well, I don't think we can go much longer without giving a, you know, a nod. You can feel free to send your emails to contact at linuxuserspace.show. We love our patrons. Thanks to everyone for your contributions. We truly appreciate your support. If you want to join the other patrons, please head on over to patreon.com slash linuxuserspace. Yes, we have our matrix room. You can hop over there to join in the fun, and I'll have a link. It's linuxuserspace.show slash matrix. We got our fantastic Telegram group. You can join us over there at linuxuserspace.show slash Telegram. And if you know the answer to why Linux folks like Telegram more than the other places, just let me know. But, I mean, I don't know why I that don't know. is. We're almost even, honestly. Yeah. It's, it's close. Like, and we're not bridged on all of our chat platforms, which is... I don't know. I don't really like the bridging stuff. But I, I feel like that's a good thing. Don't <laughs> you feel like it's a good thing that I don't like the bridging stuff? That that we do not bridge. Oh, I, I agree. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So so oh, we have different just, people in different places. So please come join us, do. and you can 
you can join the conversation. If Discord's your jam, you can jump over there, linuxuserspace.show slash Discord. You can follow us on Twitter at linuxuserspace to get all the latest announcements for the show and for highlights that impact your user space. You can watch our faces on uh, YouTube, uh, linuxuserspace.show slash YouTube. Or you can head on over to Odyssey, where you can also watch our faces, linuxuserspace.show slash Odyssey. And finally, our latest addition to the um, social media universe is Reddit. <laughs> I guess. Just all of it. Just all of the places. We are everywhere. I have a, I have a suggestion. Just type in linuxuserspace.show slash and just put random words after that. And I think eventually you're just going to run into something. I mean, uh, linuxuserspace.show slash OnlyFans. And, you know, you might you might find something. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. I've got redirects for everything, so I'll have to add that one. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, if you, uh, you put on the uh, trailing slash Reddit, you'll find us over there. And one other thing, I have a question for you listening, and uh, especially for those of you on Patreon, but this is really for everybody. If I had a mug with our logo on it, and I wanted to sell it to you, would you buy it? How about a t-shirt? Maybe stickers? Stickers? Or, you know, I think that it's a two-pronged question. Number one, if I had stuff, merch, would you buy it? And number two, if I had merch, what kind of merch would you like to see? Absolutely. Those are good questions. And then, I mean, you know, I don't know, maybe. You can find one of those chat platform things and send it to us. We'll, we'll take your, you know, thing under advisement. There's 12 links up there. Click on any random one and just say T-shirt and I'll be like, all right, cool. Click on all of them. I don't care. Yeah. Anyway, don't forget to uh, rate our podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast application. Five stars or 10 stars. I don't know. Whichever your podcasting does. Yeah. All of them. All y the Yelp stars. says five stars. So there you go. Um, <laughs> the noodles were terrible, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> and you can like, comment, and subscribe on YouTube and Odyssey. You can always get more information on our website, linuxuserspace.show. All right. Let's close this thing out and focus. Are you focusing? Oh, yeah. I'm oh, getting there. There I'm, it is. I think I'm get there. Get it nice and sharp. I need new ones. I got to go out and I got to get. I got to make an appointment. <laughs> I know. It's been a couple of years. It's been too long. I got to get sharpness so I can focus. This one's good. This is good to focus on. On this app. Dan, you told me about this. You, uh, apparently, this has been a thing for a long time. And I well, just, the internet's I, blown I, up about it. I can tell you that. Well, that might be because the Ubuntu podcast is ending and then everybody's eyes on Martin Wimpress and Martin Wimpress is like, hey, I do this thing called Quick MU and it does all these amazing, cool, awesome things. Well, then Hacker News picked up on that too. Oh, and then the internet. So what is it? What is Quick MU? Well, first off, what is QMU? Because I thought the Q in QMU was quick, but it's not. And it it was some really hold on I yeah I don't know. Listen, let me tell you something. I hope you got the answer because I don't know. I, I really prepare I know. a lot M for this M show, and what I'm what I'm doing M right now is not I'm not stalling right now. 
at all. I'm not stalling and quietly looking up QMU on Wikipedia to figure out what QMU actually stands for. I'm telling you right now that I already knew prior I know. to me telling you this now that it stands for the Quarter Deck Expanded Memory Manager. I, oh, wait, no, I mean, oh, wait, uh, you know what? It doesn't even matter. That's not even what it stands for. It doesn't matter. Quick MU. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> That's not at all what I thought it would have been. <laughs> that, that was that was Q E M M. Oh, all right. Whoopsie doodle. Look, I what? Okay, let me let me tell you the truth. I was stalling, and I looked it up, and then I looked up the wrong thing, and it was it's fine. Well, you were close. You were on. You were in the ballpark. Quick, quick MU. Okay, quick MU is a set of scripts, as I understand it, mm-hmm. that is a virtualization front end that auto detects sane. And performant defaults for Linux distros, Windows 8, 10, 11, whatever, and Mac, Catalina, Big Sur, whatever you want. And it just automates it. Yeah. Including the download portion of it. Right. That Okay. Yeah. So it's, it's yeah, more than just the emulation part. It'll do the download for you as well. Right. That that's that's I think my favorite thing about this, right? Because every single time I ever ran into a situation where I'm like, you know, I do kind of want to try and run a Mac VM or whatever, because I would like to try out, you know, insert Mac software here or whatever. Um, you always run into the situation where it's like, well, you gotta have a Mac to get the Mac ISO so you can install mm-hmm. the Mac ISO on a Mac, but it's not a Mac and it's and you can't get it without a Mac. No. And if I don't have a Mac, then well I'm just kind of no. This handles it for you. But but more than just Mac, right? Windows, uh-huh. same deal. Pick a version, eight, like you said, eight, ten, you know, eleven, whatever. Right. But Linux distros too. Pick, pick your distro. Pick your version. Like you just tell it you want that. It gets it for you and makes the same default configuration file, and you're ready to run it. Right. So the, it, it's it's my favorite thing. Okay. So like, think of. Yeah, think of boxes, right? And how mm-hmm. easy that is and yep. how it will automate the download of a Linux distro. Right. This is that, but it also includes Windows and Mac. However, there's a catch. There's a catch. If you want to use it, you either have to do one of two things which are technical. One, if you want a GUI, you got to install Flutter and put together the applications that Mark Johnson puts together. Yep. And it's a, you know, and, and you can end up doing little clickety clackety all the way through and you can get a VM up and running, right? Right. Or you can, unlike me, actually read the <laughs> readme and mm-hmm. run the commands that oh, are required. Two of them. They're two. There's, there's two. two. Exactly. <laughs> there's, a, there's, a, there's a quick get command. To grab the ISO that's required, and there's a quick, uh, a quick EMU command, MU mm-hmm. command, to launch the thing of the pre-configured configuration file that is auto-generated for you that you don't even have to think about and do anything with. And it even tells you after you get to do the quick get, it tells Best, you, yeah. it tells you the command what you need to run. Exactly, right copy there. paste it. Just yep. copy paste it. Mm-hmm. It's it's. Fantastic. So it'll download the Mac OS ISO. It'll download mm-hmm. the Windows 11 ISO. It'll download whatever you want to. And, and Dan, you're running Windows 11. What kind of blasphemy is this? I did it in a virtual machine. Yeah, I don't believe that at all. I, I mean, did. all I saw was Windows 11 and it had Dan's name on it. And now. Mm, yeah, it was mm. in Telegram. Yeah, I did post that. I went a little crazy. 
I don't know. Okay. I had to check it out. All right. It was a well, thing. He's a Windows he's a Windows guy now. Not really. <laughs> it's 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 really it's such a super little application if mm-hmm. you want to to deal with that. And one of the cool things, one of the really cool things is if you're one of the technically astute folks that happens to have both a an integrated graphics thing like mm-hmm. an Intel with a graphics chip on it or one of the AMD Ryzen's with a graphics chip on it and you have an actual graphics card as well. Right. Martin Wimpress is currently working I know. on getting GPU pass-through working so that you can play games on Windows in your Linux machine. So it's a VM, and it's all thoughtless. G- GPU power, you know, you use your powerful GPU for that. It's amazing. Yeah. You run your desktop on the iGPU, the integrated mm. one, and then you run your games on the good, the you know, the graphics card that you spent way too much money if you bought it in the past year because, I mean, <laughs> yeah. prices, um, mm-hmm. you can just run it off of that. And th- that's that's absolutely amazing. The amount of work that you had to put, if you do it today, if you do it today, the amount of work you have to put into getting this GPU pass-through thing working, it's insane. It's, it's, it's too much crazy. work. And God forbid you accidentally put the wrong, like, semicolon in the wrong spot. Mm. You're done. You're done. It won't boot. So you you have to be so meticulous with it. And if this cool. comes to fruition, that that's it. That's that's it, right? Like, I mean, it's like three button presses, and all of a sudden you have a Windows machine that you can run video games on at, you know, 95% of the performance of a native Windows machine, and you can run it all on Linux. You never leave Linux. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, we're on cloud nine at that point. So, so you, the other thing you talked about a little bit was the GUI, and Mark Johnson's mm-hmm. working on one. I think Martin's actually thinking about um, packaging that so that you can install it. You know, you don't have to compile it yourself. Well, I think that's the idea. Um, oh yeah, but I know Yannick Murray is also working on a GUI too. So it's it's Good. a race to see who wins that that GUI thing, and I'm not sure. You know what? It's 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 not a race, and no one's going to win because it's Linux, and both of them will be will be like equal popularity, and then we were gonna we're gonna have the quick MU wars mm-hmm. of GUI, and then the people on one side are gonna hate the people on the other side because mm-hmm. it's just Linux, and that's just the way we do it. Nah, right? I think we all win in the end. <laughs> You're right, because pick the one that you like to use and use that one, and then just do whatever you want to do with these virtual machines. It's fantastic. I think so. Oh, man. So, uh, I, I mean, okay, so here's here's my practical reason. Uh, outside of, you know, GPU pass-through and all that stuff, which I don't really have access to right now because my chip doesn't have an iGPU, which kind of makes me sad, but, I mean, you know, maybe I'll go mm-hmm. buy 5700G or something like that because yeah, that maybe. seems like a reasonable price or whatever. But here's... <laughs> Here's my real actual use case. I make dumb decisions, okay? Like all the time. Uh, I don't know if you know this. I don't. But uh, I feel like, Dan, that's a, that's a lie, I feel like. But, you know, but okay, let's, let's say that you don't. And I, I make dumb, dumb decisions like, let's remove Samba off of my network share. Yeah, you don't right? need that. Yeah, except my wife uses Windows. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> so, you know, you know, maybe that's not a great thing to do. Maybe no. <laughs> randomly in the middle of the night one day. <laughs> mm. Um and and my first that it occurs to me after the fact because as I said, dumb decision. How is she going to use SSH to get 
files. And then I'm like, oh, well, maybe win SCP. And then, no, I take myself down an entire uh, rabbit hole of, well, let's just set up Nextcloud. And that'll be in. So I did, right? Because, that works. <clears throat> again, dumb decision. But being able to use QuickMU to fire up Windows 11 mm-hmm. allows me to see the ramifications mm-hmm. of my dumb decisions before I go through with them. And, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe a little empathy comes in and I'm like, well, maybe I don't want to just nuke Samba like I totally did that one time forever. Yeah, that's not so bad. And it's fine. I don't regret it. Um, but she has Nextcloud, so it's fine. <laughs> well, I won't tell you one of my predecessors at work did that once. Oh. Did whoops. an update to Samba and, well, you know, oh. then nobody could connect to the thing. Okay, well, that was less intentional. They intended to upgrade it, but they didn't intend to break it. Yeah, well, you jump big versions and, well, then it broke. Yeah, I fully intended to break Samba, though. Yeah. I was trying to give you a little credit there, Leo. No, no. I mean, as I said, it was a dumb decision. But I I feel... Well, so was this one. But, yeah, I get you. (laughs) I feel for your predecessor. Um, Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, so I've been using... Uh, quick MU for a while now. Um, actually, before all the hubbub, even and um, way back before it was cool. Before oh. it was cool. I'm I'm one of the guys <laughs> that was using it, but way before it was cool. I've been using it for uh, Lubuntu development for at least two or three cycles now. Smart man. And so, uh, yeah, roll the clock back. Right, that's a while ago now, and. Um, I can spin up my development uh, VM and do my testing and package my stuff on the current version. And it's, it's amazing. It's, it doesn't have all the overhead that, uh, you know, VirtualBox does because it's a type one hypervisor, not type two. And so I don't have to build DKMS uh, kernel things and that sort of stuff. Right. So um, I've been using it for a while and I think it's pretty awesome. And the new enhancements that have been coming as of late, are fantastic. Fantastic. Quick MU, go get it. Give it a try. If you're on Linux, it's super duper easy. There's a PPA if you're on an Ubuntu thing. Oh. Um, there's instructions for Fedora and all other stuff. Dan, somehow, I refused to do it because I was like, dude, there's not instructions for it and I don't have enough time. But Dan somehow figured out how to get it to work on Garuda. It wasn't that hard. It really wasn't. Like, I, I installed all the prereqs and uh, made sure they were installed, cloned the repo, and uh, it ran. Man, I should have done it. Should have done that's it. All, that's all there was. You could you could drop that in a place that's you know executable and you know your local bin or something, and boom. Next time we will be trying a new distro since we just ended Garuda and Mac really OS Big Sur. That's it. Yes, sir, Big Sur. Um, not quite. It's a little more on the other camp, at least as far as the way it looks. Um, we're going to be trying out Zorin OS Core. Oh, So okay. Zorin OS 16 released not too long ago, and uh, that's the one we're going to be trying out. So it's a little more Windows-y looking, if you will. What What do you mean? Like, is it, it requires TPM or No, what? no TPM required. It says so right on the webpage. Oh, it does. Ooh, shots fired, TPM. So, yeah, this is how you get your Windows feel um, without uh, having the TPM, maybe. Okay. I don't know. I'm excited about it. So, sounds good to me. 
Looks good to me, too. And I, we hope that you all can, uh, you know, follow along and try it out as well. And uh, join us on, you know, Telegram, Matrix, Discord, email, whatever you like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Slash OnlyFans, whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So with us trying out Garuda all this month, um, that means our next show will be topic-based. And we'll have uh, some exciting ones, I'm sure. And maybe even a Mozilla topic or something, potentially. I'm not sure. Hey, if there's something that you'd like to see us talk about, or if there's something that's been on your mind for a while, go submit it over on the uh, on the Reddit, or give yeah, us a link in uh, Telegram or Discord. Yeah, Reddit. That's a great place to go submit ideas. Yeah, that way it doesn't get like lost in the chat yeah. forever. <laughs> <laughs> Although I do read all the items. Somehow. I don't know how you do it. Well, here we are. We're at the end. So, thank you, everybody, for listening and for your support. Where can we find you, Dan, outside of here? You can find me at KC2BEZ on Mastodon.technology or Twitter. And you can find me at Leo Chavez on Twitter or Leo.C.IM at C.I. I don't yeah, even know how those work anymore. C.IM, that's the one. Go find me. I'm, I'm there. Join us in two weeks when we return to the Linux user space. Okay, so um, I'll let you decide whether I lied or not. So this this thing okay. is called Quick MU, mm-hmm. right? You know what QMU stands for? Quick Emulator. Well, that's close. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, technically, one's an acronym and one is mostly an acronym. <laughs> <laughs> whatever whatever it's, it's fine. fine it's fine but but the the reason i was going to say that and you were talking about dkms modules and we're talking about virtual <laughs> box yeah. and the k in kvm stands for kernel yeah kernel virtual machine because it's built in it's in the kernel so why would you need yeah you wouldn't need a dkms module because it's you built don't. in that's why it's so dang fast that's why it's performant absolutely yeah Back on the uh, uh, acronym train. Mm-hmm. You hit that bell. Probably. On the on the Linux user space Twitter? Well, Me yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody so, should yeah. hit the bell on the Linux user everybody, space. Everybody, everybody, all mm-hmm. the bells on all the places. Go go, click the bell on the Twitter one and go click the bell on the YouTube one and all of the ones. Yeah, whatever Just, Odyssey it, has, go click that too. Yeah, I'm sure there's a bell over there. There's something over there. So the so the real question is is Garuda the new Manjaro <laughs> <laughs>